What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 184 of Literally Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, and joined by our new host, we have uh, Angelo, we have Jay. What's going on, guys? Go, Birds. What's up? What's up? Big trust. You're, you're clearly cheering for, like, the, the Eagles, but, you know, what we mean is the Ravens are clearly better. Uh, right, no. Right, right, Jay? No. No. no, we were not. <laughs> Fine, fine. We all agree the Falcons are the superior bird team. I, I think we could say that for this week. I think that's a definitive thumbs up because we Fal- were we were really bad despite winning really big. Uh, it was it was Lamar looked terrible. <laughs> oh god, dude, you all looked terrible today. And we lost J.K. Mm. What's See, what's great is you all can't critique my team yet because we haven't played. <laughs> What our listeners and viewers miss, uh, we actually we wanted to start recording at like seven twenty, seven fifteen ish, but the Eagles are still playing. And when I mean, I felt every single human emotion known to man in the span of those twenty minutes. We won, and I still feel sick. It's miserable. Like because uh, here's here's the worst part. We we get connected and everything, and Angela goes, "All right, I'm gonna go get my victory bourbon," and then he comes back. He's like, "This might be this might be sorrow bourbon now. What's going on?" <laughs> it was the perfect definition for why you never pop off too early. You just don't cuz you're going to get you're you're going to get you're going to get got. It always happens. You're going to get punished. It's going to be upsetting. Everyone's going to be everyone's going to make fun of you. I dodged the bullet. But yeah. Speaking so, of pop- I was going to say speaking of popping off, we had a tournament this weekend. Yeah, there's uh so um, there's been a lot of things this past weekend. Um, so obviously a huge congrats to, uh, Carl and Kayla for their newborn daughter. Um, that is why Carl's not here. And for the foreseeable future, you're going to have, uh, Angelo and Jay maybe permanently. Who knows? We, 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 we'll figure it out when it happens, right? Um, so huge shout outs to, to Carl and Kayla. Congrats to them. Um, on a much less happy note, um, I had kidney stones this week, so it was awful. <laughs> so, like, you know, just complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm dying. <laughs> Two members of the LRL family went to the hospital. Uh, only one left happy. Hey, I I was very happy. I got drugs. <laughs> this is not not on my good Christian podcast. <laughs> Multiple LRL community members went to the hospital. One extra came back. One <laughs> one came back a much happier person. <laughs> not because they brought back babies, but because they brought back drugs. <laughs> So should we talk about Pittsburgh? Or do we want to just talk about? No, no. Let's talk about Pittsburgh. I want. I, I want to just let's just focus on Pokemon. Let's, I, let's, I like... let's go to Pokemon before we we ramble because we we will ramble. We will. It, we, it's inevitable, right? Like that's how this happens. <laughs> Absolutely, I am unwell right Thanos now. Thanos snap that stuff. So, uh, yeah, this weekend was uh, the regional championships over in Pittsburgh. Uh, 424 Masters players for VGC. Uh, I haven't seen anything for TCG pop up yet. I think they're still playing top 8. 
probably. But, uh, Angelo, you know things. You got to watch stuff. I got to watch for a few rounds of uh, day one. I got to see most of the rounds of day two. Once football started, um, things went a little wacky, especially once the Eagles game started. Um, but, again, we're, we're crowning uh, Riley Factura as our not only our first regional champion of the season, but congratulations, you are our first Worlds qualifier uh, of the 2024 season. As to remind everyone, um, all winners of regionals and all winners and all finalists of ICs, regardless of the, the number of points they have, automatically get a spot in uh, the World Championships. And just in general, this top cut is filled, especially the top four, is filled with veteran players. Uh, Aaron Trailer, of course, um, longtime player, very consistent. Uh, Alberto Lara, who has been playing for a long time and was huge in the 2023 season with his Klepke teams. Uh, everyone knows about Wolf Glick. And uh, Riley Factura, not as big of a name as the other three, but he is, after this win, he is now a five-time uh, regional champion, uh, which is actual absolutely massive. Uh, I believe his previous four wins: the 2015 season in Seattle, 2016 season in Salt Lake City, 2017 season in Phoenix, and the 2019 season in Portland. Um, of course, this making him uh, making this his first uh, regional win uh, in the uh, East Coast uh, time zone. So. Congratulations on that massive win, uh, Riley. Yeah, his uh, so he still has his uh, pinned. His last win was in in uh, Oregon back in 2018, which was the 2019 season. Uh, mm-hmm. Still has that pinned, uh, playing Xerneas, uh, Kyogre, uh, Cartana, Ensign, Amungus, and Tornadus. So just like you know, Torn Ogre plus other good stuff that. Like, I, I mean, that seems very fitting for, like, the time. It uh, does. Like, and when you also two, look at... Two things that are weak to fire in a rain setter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, it, for all we know, the Amoongus that he used uh, this weekend could have been the same exact Amoongus he used back in Oregon. You're now, uh, one of the best parts of Regulation D is that with that home transfer stamp, you're able to actually take the Pokemon that were, that were legal this entire time in the uh, Scarlet and Violet Caldea decks, but from older games, and then send them up and use them, um, which is a necessity because, as we can see here, a lot of the Pokemon in the top cut are these home transfers. Of course, uh, Riley with a third of his team, uh, with half of his team being a home transfer Pokemon. Um, Wolf having two, um, just going through Alberto having. To, like at least it looks like at least every team has at least two home transfer mons. Uh, you can even look at like Aaron Trailer's team, which features f- like five of his six Pokemon. You can only get via Pokemon home, po- uh, Pokemon home transfer. So just to show like the impact that these Pokemon have had on the overall meta, like they, they are and how defining they are in the overall history of competitive Pokemon. Talking yeah, about it's, defining it's Pokemon, like... Riley doesn't have Fluttermane on his team. Yeah, he's not. I think There's... I think it's the first regional win where Fluttermane hasn't won. 
Um, well, is that since Flutter? Uh, which I think is uh, since it's been legal. That, since it's been yeah. legal, I think I think that it's won every be. single one. I think that this is the first time. I believe it won. Yeah, Shohei had it on his world's team. Uh-huh. Um, I, I believe, I believe Fluttermane has been on every single regional winning team. I, I could be mistaken. It's been on a large, large majority. Um, and given like the the meta formation, it's very surprising. Um, obviously, you know, 60 percent day one usage, sixty four percent day two usage, and to to see a team, uh, without it win is uh is a really nice change of pace. I think we saw some really unique tech on the on the uh, on Riley's team uh, in in terms of just unique Pokemon and, and cores here uh, with some of the meta staples. Yeah, I think when you look at Riley's team uh, and along with like Riley's team, Aaron's team who also didn't have the Fluttermane and uh, Rajan's team, uh, Rajan coming in eighth place, like he did have the Fluttermane, but like. A lot of those things were built around the Cresselia Heat Rancor, which was very much like the back, like the backbone of those chalk teams of early uh, generations. And I know a lot of early meta teams, or at least early meta team building ideas, looked at chalk as like a basis. Since we had, like, we we got Crest back, we had Heat Ran, we had Amoongus was legal the entire time. Uh, we got Lando. And just taking like iterations of other Pokemon to make this team. And in one of the last Regulation D events, this early meta like thought process and idea that we really didn't see at Worlds really came through um, at Pittsburgh. And of course, with that being said, it makes sense that a, a lot of veteran players are piloting that because they were pro they were around when that initial chalk idea was being played back in uh, Generation Six. So I know um, Jay mentioned a little bit about the like day one and day two usage. Uh, do we want to we want to talk about those before we get into the actual top eight teams here? Sure. Just talk about like what what was good and then uh, what did not translate well into day two. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you know, Arcanine is one who uh, fell off the Hisui form. I think was a bit of a surprise to me for the the day one. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I, just I being on that top 12, it's unique in the format in that, like, you know, Urshifu threatens it quite a bit. Um, Intimidate does feel at times a little bit weaker because of things like Urshifu and Chien Knight, which um, seems to have fallen off quite a bit. Um, in, in all honesty, I haven't seen a lot of it recently. But, so um, the Arcanine's actually, because of the rock typing, is actually insanely good into Chien Knight, um, being able to threaten both Pokemon, like which, especially like if they aren't, if you're not carrying Sacred Sword on your um, on your Champau, the Arcanine isn't super afraid of it, and it kind of forces the um, it kind of forces the Dragonite to Terra out out of it's flying type, unless it is a terror mm -hmm. flying Dragonite, because it's going to hit really, really hard with um, Rock Slide. And so, when I saw the Hisui and Arcanine, so going into the event, I thought that the Hirafumi Tailwind Offense team, that uh, he Hirafumi, a Japanese player, he cut Worlds with the team, and then after Worlds, he won Wolf Blix Japan Invitational, 
I've been playing the Hirofumi team a lot. Uh, the rentals out there publicly. I know that Cybertron featured it. Probably other like VGC like YouTubers did as well. Uh, the, the team it's uh, Fluttermane, Waterfu, Torn, Chenpao, Rillaboom, and the Hisu and Choice Band, Terra Normal, Hisui Arcanine. Um, the amount of damage that that Arcanine can put out, it's absolutely amazing. And it just does super, super well into a lot of the other teams in the format. Um, see, the world's winning team actually struggles quite a bit with um, against uh, Hisui and Arcanine. So it may, at least seeing it, for me, it made sense that Hisui and Arcanine was this high because I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people um, chose to just take that hero, like the six Hirofumi Pokemon and make it on their own. I know uh, one of our community members, Hush, played the Hirofumi 6, and he finished, um, I believe, six top three. 6. I know he was 6-3. I believe he was top 64 with that 6-3. Um, but that's, uh, congratulations to Hush. Great, great job with that finish. And, of course, Andrew Ding did top make top 8 with a variation of the team. Of course, not all the sets were exact. Um, but that was why I think it was for day 1, and the reason why I think it fell off for day 2 is because um, the people who made day, day two, they definitely prepped against this team. I believe Alberto Lara, after knocking Andrew Ding out of top eight, said that that was the fourth or fifth time he played that exact six. And he was, it was the fourth time he played against that six. And he was eight and two in overall games against them. So that, like, he won, like, he had a few 2 0s there against that team. So. The good players prep for it, and that's probably why it was a lot of play day one, but then fell off day two because everyone had their like answers for that team. I think um, Jay Jay mentioned it, and I I agree when when you I think Angela you sent the the day one usage to us. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I said is Arcanine being that high is really surprising, and it I mean it makes sense why it would be right like. If everyone are playing this this six that has done very well, uh, it would make sense that it would be highly rated, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you look at day two, and I don't I don't know if a single Arcanine made day two actually. Yeah. So an Arcanine did make top eight. But I think I think the big the big thing with day two is that the um the the players preferred preferred Chiyu as a fire type to to Arcanine. It was a lot more. Of the Chiyu Flutter cores, we saw Chiyu skyrocket to six in usage from not being on the top twelve mm. in uh, day one. Um, you know that the the special defense drop that you get from Beads of Ruin, and it's dual stabs, it's specs overheat, which has been uh, from what I saw the most popular Chiyu set right now is yeah. um, Choice Specs. I can um, confirm that real quick. And I know I think Wolf had it. I know Justin Tang had it. Um, you know, a lot of the Chiyu that I saw on stream were like that choice specs overheat, and they kept making jokes about how uh, you can't calc against uh, 252 plus choice specs uh, beads of ruin overheat from Chiyu. And I think it's just, it, it like one shots Landorus, and it does this massive damage <laughs> into all these big Pokemon, you know, that are, that are extremely threatening to a lot of these major cores. And um, it's, it has a higher speed stat than the Arcanine. Um, you know, you're doing the choice band stuff with Arcanine, which is 
great until you get locked into choice choice band uh, extreme speed into flutter main um which like, you know cool, cool cool love that <laughs> i i or, or you click outrage into flutter main which is also something i love um as we all know but it's um it's just like i think i think that the chiyu flutter core like i know when i started playing the format that felt extremely strong and I think it just really just remains. Uh, the choice specs variants have been really really cool. Uh, the damage is just absurd. Are the the choice band Arcanine sets? Are they running head smash or are they playing something else in that last? Slot? Yeah, is they like, run extreme smash. speed, flare blit, uh, flare blitz, rock head, smash, head smash, and rock slide. Okay. And like um, the head smash next to like the banded head smash, especially next to Champau. Like you are, you can't calc against it. No, you can't. So <laughs> I was, uh, I w- it just does too much. I, I was except at for twenty percent of the time. Yeah, I was at a local on uh, Thursday, and my round, my round two opponent, um, he had it was like a harder trick room team at with um Fergaraf as like the like he had both press and Fergaraf, and. And so he went like with a photograph mousehold lead. I led um, Art Champau, and it wasn't Terra Ghost. Uh, it was Terra Normal um, Mouse. It was very similar to the team that Rushield brought to Worlds, uh, his uh, Hard Trick and Bruxus team. So I knew I'm like, okay, I can Sacred Sword into the mouse, and then as long as that smash hits, I'm pretty sure I pick up this KO. And it did, and he looked at me. Uh, my opponent was like, I didn't expect that. I he's like I'm insanely physically bulky. I'm like, buddy, can't ban- can't against ban- it. Banded can't. swords of ruin head smash. <laughs> but we also saw like this weekend. I think inaccurate moves were you know a big talking point as well. I've seen we saw way too many heat wave misses and crucial moments and overheat misses and this is missing that and that's missing this. It was it was absurd it felt like every match somebody was there was some type of crazy rng as well which is a lot of fun to watch um these battles were Dude, all extremely those, those exciting matches are, those matches are very fun they're fun to watch like, they're not fun to be a part of. oh god no 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 <laughs> they, they make for very good content amazing content. like Don't, regardless of what side you're cheering for it's just constant popping off <laughs> do not remind carter of the dunsparce <laughs> That okay. That one was not fun. That was insanely good luck. I want insane bad luck. That was insane bad luck for you. I mean, yeah, well, which you know, same thing, right? It's like, it's it depends on what side of the coin you're looking at here, right? Like, yeah, and, and it's always good luck or bad luck. So it just depends atrocious. on which side you're looking at. So atrocious. But it, yeah, the the RNG was pretty crazy. I know Justin Tang missed a heat wave. That was really important. There was an ice beam freeze in game three of finals on uh, Wolf's uh, Landorus. That let, was let me, really crucial. Let me rephrase that. A crit and freeze. <laughs> crit, yeah. And, there, and, and then Riley got like another three crits. Yeah. It was, it was crazy and it was so much fun. And the tournament was so stacked too. Every single round was just another big name player playing against another big name player. Like round one stream was Chuppa versus Paul Chua. And it was just like nonstop action. It was a, it was, that's a good thing about like the smaller tournaments. I know Fresno was similar last season. Um, they they get like the best of the best players. These these smaller limited um, 
population tournaments and they're they're a lot of fun to uh to watch from a spectator's point of view i'm sure it was a lot less fun to play in (laughs) well it's not even just like the best of the best like in the small tournaments it's just like these like this is like the quote-unquote east coast tournament and i'm not going to get into it but pittsburgh not east coast it's not real east coast bite me on it on twitter i'll just block you um, it's it's not. Then it's with, not a fight. With, with that being with that being said, with it being the East Coast event, and when you're also looking at two of the largest like local player bases, and in my opinion, two of the most talented local player bases, like the the New York player base, like the New York North Jersey player base, is the most talented player base in the entire country, and the New England player base has a lot of high class veterans. And so you're looking at those two big player bases. This is pretty much their closest regional, even though it's like for like I know like for players like Aaron, like eight hours away, so it's actually not close at all. Um, regardless, uh, that is probably another reason why there were so many high quality players. Um, if like because the thing is with Fresno, you did get a lot of the California players, but and like you weren't seeing like. Wolf Glick flying out there. Aaron Trailer wasn't flying out there. Like Brendan Zang, I don't believe Brendan Zang flew out there. Like those players, re- like they weren't going out, and it's because they were like, why bother? It's expensive to fly to Fresno, and it uh, was also a awful short decision for our venue. There's an ice cream truck outside my house. <laughs> At se- oh, it's seven- oh, wait, I was going to. Yeah, that makes sense. Not to not to transition too hard, but yeah, ice cream. hardcore <laughs> transition. So I'm assuming we want to break down these top eight teams. Start from eight, work our way up to one. Sure thing. Cool, cool, cool. So in eighth place, we have uh, Rajan Ball playing Fluttermain, Urshifu. I'm assuming single strike or rapid strike. It doesn't uh, actually say here. So. I don't and... think there was any single strikes in the in the top eight. Let me see if I can okay, cool, check cool, cool. his Twitter. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Tornadus, uh, Cresselia, Heatran, and Lando. I, I feel like we're going to see a lot of this. Like, not exactly this six, but a lot of these six. Yeah, a lot of the teams really do reflect each other. I think that the meta is, you know, I mean, especially with Reggie now... Um, you know, announced, like, the meta is kind of stabilized to a point where we're seeing, you know, people just kind of take what's consistent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that Fluttermane, Urshifu, Heatran, Landorus core is, like, extremely, extremely popular. You put the Cresselia on there, and now you have your Trick Room mode, you put your Tornadus on there, and now you have your Tailwind mode. And, uh, you know, Rajan's team makes a lot of sense, given the Pokemon uh, that he has. Uh, that they have, and it could really, um, you know, a lot of these Pokemon can function both in Trick Room and out of it, um, specifically, like, that Heatran and Cresselia, um, the Landorus being slightly slower um, with its uh, natural base speed, although Choice Scarf Landorus was uh, extremely popular in this tournament. I feel like every time I saw one, it was uh, scarfed. Yeah, a, a lot really of cool. a lot of Choice, uh, I saw a lot of Scarf, a lot of Band, there were a lot of Choice Landos. Um, I know that Wolfie, his was, I believe his was, um, Clear Amulet. So, like, there were, 
a lot of different items with Lando, which is also really fun in a lot of different sets um, amongst the same Pokemon, which is really cool. Uh, I, I, I like, I always enjoy, like, the Tail Room teams. I think it's always super fun to switch between speed modes. Um, you can even do, like, yeah, like, that super, like, click buttony hyper-offense of Torn, Waterfu, um, Flutter, and then have, like, one of, like, whichever of the remaining three in the back is your four. Or you can play that slower game, pivot it out the Lando, get the Trick Room up, uh, let Heat Ran do its thing. Um, maybe, like, in a Tailwind versus Tailwind matchup, you're actually doing Trick Room and you're spinning everything on its head and taking advantage of your opponent's trick room. So, uh, all fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the like, multi-speeded... Uh, these teams that have multi, multi-functioning speed control options are well-performing for a reason. Um, the fact that they are able to play to whatever their opponent is trying to do, or the opposite of that, in some cases... Uh, is really beneficial to to them, uh, being able to properly posi- position themselves to be able to take over a game, right? Like, you know, if, if your opponent is leading a Tornadus and you have your Cresselia out, like, well, there's a good chance that you're going to be able to win that speed control, right? Like, you're, you're going to be able to pressure them in such a way where they have to play the game you want to play as opposed to you playing the game they're trying to play. And then, you know, late game, you can bring in your Flutterbane and your Urshifu and clean up the game from that point. Like, they, they spent these first four or five turns trying to pivot around your trick room to try to not get KO'd so they can stabilize, and then at that point, it, it doesn't really matter because you already have your sweeper set up in the back ready to go. It, I, I've really... I, I've always really liked these teams. Um, they, are, they are something that I am not completely... I, I would say I kind of suffer playing these kind of teams, uh, like, personally, just because they are more about, like, positioning and pivoting and, like, being able to play, like, being able to figure out what your opponent is trying to do before they do it and, like, making good reads as to do that. Whereas, you know, just, haha, click the super effective button. It, it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, to an extent, moving on to Jody's team, uh, again, you can't calc against 252 plus spec speed to ruin overheat. <laughs> And then you know you pair you pair Fluttermane next to Chiyu, and it's just like, well, that's something else that's going to be really threatening. <laughs> yeah, that pairing is absolutely nuclear, and I think that the other like interesting thing with like the Trick Room mode too is that we're not seeing the Ursaluna in this top eight. Um, and- you know, that's something I feel like, you know, I I know I personally have struggled trying to get it to fit on certain teams. It's a little difficult to play in terms of its positioning and, you know, um, Urshifu being able to hit through Protect, trying to get in with the Flame Orb activation. Um, You know, without it, your damage output is a little underwhelming. Um, And with, like, Intimidate running around, it's uh, a little hard to get it in and kind of sit there, you know, like you wanted to, and just do massive damage and just one-hit KO things. Uh, you kind of have to get it off the field and get that uh, Intimidate drop gone. Um, so I think that that's like an interesting trend that I'm seeing amongst the teams with Cresselia is that most of them don't have like an out-and-out Trick Room Sweeper. Like you have your Iron Hands, you have your Heatran, these Pokemon that are 
good in Trick Room, but like don't need it to do their thing. And uh, it makes them extremely, extremely flexible. Um, and that Iron Hands, the bulk of that Pokemon is just absolutely ridiculous. You just see it eat Moon Blasts and eat Surging Strikes for breakfast. Those uh, neutral hits that go into it is just, you know, it, it just it just eats them for breakfast. Like, that thing is so bulky, and it really creates this amazing core with, uh, you know, your speed control, your spore, your damage. It's a... Uh, it's a really yeah, your, good your redirection mod. as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Do we do we know what item the hands was? Most I, of them are AV. I, was say, um, yeah. I know trailers was leftovers. Okay. Um, I think his was. And the only... there was a swords dance one. I think that was also somewhere. Aaron's. That was Aaron's. Was it? it was. Yeah, it was swords Aaron's. dance lefties. Yeah, Aaron's was lefties swords dance. Um, yeah, le- lefties swords dance, detect and all that jazz. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of them were assault vests. I, I know that we were just saying like, like how su- super strong Flutter is, and while Flutter was the most used Pokemon in both days one and days two, I actually think that Hands has became like the number one Mon of this format. And I feel like as the format always develops, it always comes back to Iron Hands. The amount of bulk, the amount of offensive pressure, uh, the ability to fake out, the ability, and like the number of sets you have where you can run it, like, the AV4 attacks, uh, that lefty set that um, Aaron ran with Sword Stance, be able to just really, like, boost up and just take kills that way. Uh, the ability for it to stay on the field with um, Drain Punch, is it's it does so many amazing things, um, and it just has, it has that longevity where it sticks on the field, and it's always a constant threat to either regain its health state uh, to live another day to fight again, or to maybe like pick up pick up the uh, KO on the uh, on one of these ruined Pokemon that we're seeing, like like the Chimpao and the Chiu. If they aren't Terra, they're going to really really take a chunk from a Drain Punch, um, or like your Water Foos. They really don't like getting. Um, like a wild charge like sent into them, and of course like Flutter, unless you're a non-fairy, like a defense, like a non-fairy Terra Flutter, you're going to go down to Heavy Slam, like without any Sword Stance boost or anything, and it's like that in itself is great. If you could take out the most used Pokemon, that makes you an insanely good Pokemon um, on your own. Yeah, for sure. Hands Hands is a mon that has it has only ever impressed me. Um, the more I've played with it, the more I've really, really liked it. And I think, unfortunately, the biggest deterrent for me playing hands right now is how popular Lando is starting to be. Um, with you know, it, with having a good intimidator that lines up well against both of your stabs, it's hard to. It's kind of hard to justify it, but you know that's also why you have five other teammates, right? I was just like, about to say just, that. Just because you have one bad matchup doesn't mean that it's unplayable. Yeah, now, so, like, yeah. you look yeah, at... Granted, you, you don't line up particularly great against Fluttermane, which is running around everywhere, but as but, we've discussed, when you can take hits all day, it you can, you know, take a hit and then heavy slam them back, and next thing you know, you're fine. Yeah. Like, and you can get the HP, and maybe, like, depending, again, depending on the board state, you might even have a chance of getting some of that HP back the following turn by using a Drain Punch. 
I, yeah, drink one, punch whatever their partner is. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sure you were saying, Carter. It's like sure. Like there, so we have in in the top four, we have three Landos, but we also have three um three uh, Iron Hands, and like on two of the teams, yeah. they have both Lando uh, and Hands to get like together. So like I think as scary as it is to like as scary as Lando is against Hands. And also, the two of them really work well together um, as a duo. Wait, so... I mean, also, also looking at you know the top four, uh, most of these teams have one to two bonds that are just like pretty weak to Iron Hands, right? Like uh, Riley's winning team has two bonds that are weak to uh, you know you have Chin Pao, you have Heatran, you have Urshifu, all of which really don't like taking a stab hit, no. uh, and you know if you have. You know the the Chien Pao or the Heatran out. You can always drain punch, get all that HP back from taking the hit. Um, you know Wolf has the same the same idea here, right? You you hit the Urshifu super effectively. You hit uh, Chi uh, Chiyu super effectively. Uh, and the there's King Gambit here. Yep. Yeah. You you just you hit a bunch of things for a bunch of damage, and you know those things that you don't hit super effectively are still going to take a big chunk. Yeah, I don't think people realize like even like the hands that aren't super super invested in in uh you know in damage output can still do a ton. And, and if you really need that extra umph, you do have the ability to just click like if again trailer set, click the sword dance button, and okay, your your offensive problems are solved. You you intimidated me. Boop, I'm good. It'd be a shame if you had to do that multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that's, I think... that's something that early on in what series, uh, like Regulation B, Regulation C, whenever Hands was first introduced, was that B? B, yeah. Um, like, prepping for Knoxville, like, Hands was on my list of things that I really wanted to test and play. And, you know, I, I was playing a lot with, like, Swords Dance Lumberry, and then I'm like, why am I playing Lum if I can just play, like, Safety Goggles to deal with the Munkus? And it's like, well, because then I'm still weak to, like, uh, you know all the will o wisps and stuff running around to deal with deal with uh, annihilate. So like, it kind of makes sense to be Lum, and like, if I'm wanting to deal with Arcanine, like having Lum makes sense, and then I can still have Sword Stance as a way to be able to like deter the intimidates and like it, it. Hands is something I put a lot of effort into trying to figure out exactly how I wanted to play it, and ultimately I did not end up playing it. But it is it is definitely something that I put a lot of effort into. I think the thing with hands in this format that we're seeing specifically with the top eight here, as you guys are talking about, there's a lot of things that are becoming more popular, like Landorus, that really are good into the Iron Hands. But now people are starting to slot it in on three of the four teams in the top eight with mm -hmm. Ur that Urshifu Rapid Strike, which really covers that weakness well. You're running the double fighting types, which makes you a little bit weak to Flutter Main, which is why you know you have the Amoongus, or you have the Heatran on this on those teams, but the double fighting types with the water type damage for the Landorus with the surging strikes and the higher base speed, and then the slower, extremely bulky fighting type in, in Iron Hands, you know, it shows the value of that stab combo, the the fighting plus a really good offensive type. Um, but also how, you know, these two fighting types in a meta defined by a fairy type are still finding their way to work on the same team together. 100%. And then you throw in, you throw in, you have a, 
Chi and Pao, who's also weak to fairy types on the winning team. It's uh, really yeah, cool. Yeah, as well, who's weak to, yeah. weak to ghost. Like... And it doesn't, it, like, I think that it also doesn't, you know, it shows that you cannot undersell the defensive presence of Heatran and Amoongus in this format. They are just defensive juggernauts into the majority of the metagame right now. And um, they work so well into that fire, water, grass core with the Urshifu. Throw that hands on there with the fake out support, and you can put whatever you really want in those final two spots and make it work. Um, and and that's something that we're in, seeing a anything lot. Anything in those last two slots can work. Settle uh, down. We, we Settle down. Ram- <laughs> we're not doing this. We, we, we have ramble gassed in the top eight. I think that literally anything can work. In this. Okay. So I, okay. it is so cool. That Pokemon is amazing. I won it is, the first it is pat. I won the first Bower Dad Pat with Bramble Gas Kilowattril team, and it is just so. It is such a cool Pokemon. Um, shout out to Ophimezzi for for you know piloting it all the way up to to number it's five. It's such a funny mon. I love it, and it was on my playthrough team. And I'm just like, man, this thing is kind of like, kind of ass. <laughs> and like, it's, then actually it's getting so to see not. It doubles it's and so good. I was like, when I'm actually getting to see it played and everything. I'm like, yeah, right, maybe this thing is way better than I thought it was. But like, like again, he, it was just like kind of laughably bad compared to everything else going on. So like seeing it actually come into its own and having you know this tailwind support thanks to Tornadus being immune to your opponent's Tornadus uh, and you know Landorus's uh, signature attack Sand Seer Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... did I nail it? Am I right? Yeah. No, you're, you're actually right. right for once. I was going to say, like, I, I already talked about Andrew Dinks seeing the Hirofumi set. Great team. You know it. I love it. I thought it was going to win. Andrew, I was rooting for you. You'll get him next time, Slugger. Ofa Mezzi, triple ghost with the Bramble Gas. It's so My cool. My Yeah. Terra Ghost, Terra Blast. How you run the, the Dragapults. Um... It was, it's just, it's a cool Pokemon. I mean, you get Shadow Sneak, you get Power Whip, you uh, put it in Tailwind, sap. and you get that plus one. Yeah, the Strain Sap stuff was crazy. And it wasn't the only time I saw Bramble Gauss this weekend. I think it was on stream in day one as yeah, well. Yeah, so, um, um James, you know, James the Bleak Wind Storms. Yeah, yeah. You, you eat up the Bleak Wind Storms. You, you, you pretty much wall out the majority of Heatran sets unless they're running the Flash Cannon. Yep, unless they're running that skill stab or something that isn't heat wave i know i saw flamethrower i think once or twice i do but... recall i can't remember who it was but i do recall flamethrower on a um on a heat trend but like yeah we, what you were saying with uh it walling out heat waves against uh other like chi it's forcing them we'll just say that nothing lives in overheat but the best way to live in overheat is for it to just miss, and it's like, as, or be immune, yeah, or for it to hit and then get it to minus two and then can't do any more damage. Well, you know, the, <laughs> well, if it's hidden, if it's hidden and you're neutral, you're probably going down. The point being, like forcing if the sometimes Q sacrifices need-, need to be made. <laughs> I, love how, I love how you know the first half of this episode was just. Yeah, everything dies to Chi Yu, except those things. And now it's just like, except for the things that don't. Well, yeah, it's, it's, except, do the, the only, <laughs> except the only the thing that it that doesn't. Immune. It's like Heatran. 
and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the like yeah, he, Heatran does, yeah, it doesn't take the over, it's like, it survives the overheat, but the, the Dark Pulse does like 80% to it, you know, the, the Choice Specs Dark Pulse is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, but like the, more and the so Shadow the, Ball does nice damage. The point I'm making is being able to get the, the Chiyu to not click the Heat Wave, because if it locks into that Heat Wave, it'll lose to the Bramble Gas. It's, uh, again, it's like another added benefit. Um, one of the things, I know a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, we, we, there, there, are, there are people, um, I know actually, Carter, you're one of them, who don't like higher powered formats. And this is a format that has a lot of power in it. But one of the beauties I find in these formats is the fact that in the low power formats, Reg A, Reg B to an extent, we never saw Bramble Ghast because we're like, this is just a bad Pokemon. And in the cosmic actuality of Arceus's domain, Bramble Ghast is a bad Pokemon. But for this specific metagame, for this specific circumstances, these set of moves and popularity and everything, Bramble Gas has a niche, it has a reason, and the right pilot can take it to top eight at a regional. And that, I feel like, is the beauty of these formats. It's, it's like how uh, Ditto and Shedinja um, automatically become, like, top 50 Pokemon in the, uh, in the GS Cup formats. Um, like, so and, and you just we're gonna call this, them. we're gonna call this the Umbreon Theorem and make False Swipe Gaming make a video about it. Dude, I, <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Literally stole it from me. Yo, I'm mad. So, oh, man. Uh, literally, uh, I love Umbreon. It's one of my favorites. I was, I'm sorry. I was literally just thinking. I'm like, man, maybe, maybe we didn't talk about Umbreon. Like. <laughs> It's it's Terra like, Poison it's, Umbreon? Man. It's Umbreon it's Umbreon GS Cup Theorem. It's just like when, when you compare it with Groudon, it's really good. When you compare it with Torkoal, it's not that good. <laughs> all, all I can say is that uh the only theorem that we need is that the literate lessons hosts literate lessons hosts share like three brain cells. Um <laughs> And I think, and I'm Wait, not where's, sure. Where the hive mind? And I'm not, it's not sure. My day with the brain cells. <laughs> it's not your day. It's, it was Jay's turn. I gave up. My, I I gave like I gave Jay the brain cells because I had the brain cells after the game. I just watched. We wouldn't be able to post this episode. Look, man. If if we keep having games like that this season for you know the Eagles, you're gonna we're gonna be down to two. Like we can't afford to lose another one, Angel. Oh no! Oh no! I have the hardest working liver you will find in New England. I'm fine. <laughs> so oh. so Aaron Trailer's team. <laughs> Hard transition, trying to get us back on on the rails, and oh, it's just not gonna work. Um, oh god! Aaron Trailers, it's it's Riley Factoras with. I mean, it has like a lot of really cool tech to it. I I mean, I I haven't. I only watched parts of uh, his sets. Um, so you know, but the main difference is the Rillaboom over the Amoongus. I I love Amoongus. That's my comfort pick. So I'm I'm personally in Camp Amoongus here. Um. I know, I know Carter doesn't feel the same. Uh, but... I'm, I'm also Camp Rillaboom. It's a personal choice. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I am also Rillaboom Supremacy. Also, just complete side note. Jay, remember when I had to talk you into keeping the Amoongus on your team that you finished, like, day two with? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to ignore that, that I also tried talking you out of Garganackle, but I'm taking that as that a was win. Never I, I, that, know, that, that was never that, happening. That was never happening. That one didn't happen. <laughs> I, I'm, ta- I'm taking that we'll as a win that. one, lose one. Yeah, um, no, you keeping the Amoongus, it was it was good. Yeah, it's, it was... but like it's hilarious how you're saying it's like, oh yeah, this is my comfort mon, and like four months it's, ago it's you're like, Pokemon, I hate this I'm like, I'm like, damn, I really need something that like can take hits, resists the this Pokemon, and like can also you know redirect or or gain health with her generator. I'm like, all right, slot the slot the Amoongus, put you to sleep, have fun, bozo. <laughs> Man, if only there was something that did this and this and this. <laughs> I'm like, as long as, like, you literally, uh, go be annoying. Like, just, I need something that's really, an- that, that's really annoying. That so I'm like, I'm accurate. like, put a moongus. Yeah, I, I'm it's also so king, accurate. king stall supremacy. I've been working on a stall team recently, and it's not good. Um, so don't try it. Yeah. Wait till wait wait till Reggie. We'll we'll figure out the stall code. Wait till the DLC when we get some get some uh, TM. Yeah, I really thought I I thought Gudra was gonna be better Earthworm, and then it just it's just and falling then it off. wasn't. Yeah. So I it's think like I know like a lot of people. Like I remember at NAIC, I was talking with Pengi, and so like Stefan was saying how he was like, "Hey, this is the stuff." He's like, "Nothing can touch Gudra." And literally in the drive, like, so when uh, Nishant, Jacob, and I were driving back from, uh, when we left the venue we and, like, driving to, like, our hotel out in Scranton, uh, we were, like, like cooking up stuff in the car, and, that, like, our main focus was Gudra, and what we learned testing the Gudra team was that nothing lives a choice band terror but dark uh, wicked blow. Like, we're, like, we're trying to build a Gudra team, and the Gudra's not even, like, the star of the team. And I think that was, like, our warning sign of, hey, maybe, like, this is one of those, like, early meta, like, hype mons that everyone yeah. realizes two weeks in isn't as good as everyone says it is. And uh, we so, were right. The Ursa Luna theorem. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, think, I think the thing with Ursa Luna is, or just in general, like, I mean, and we can kind of group this together because Trailer and Riley have similar teams, is that and, like, probably with Jody as well, Cress isn't just a trick room bot, like... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Indeed he is. You, like, there are there are people, I know, like, there's been teams of, I believe Chris ran this for a little. It was, um, I think... I know it was, like, I think it was also, like, one, like, a VR tour or something. It the was... Calm Mind. Yeah, it was the Calm Mind Cress. And yeah. you have, it was what it was uh stored power. Yeah, stored power combine. <laughs> and so no trick room. Uh I think it's like Lunar Blessing is an absolutely amazing attack. I don't know why they felt like they need to give press a buff. Like oh Gen 8 was the first Lunar Blessing is bananas. It, that attack yeah. is absolutely it's, absurd like because they stole some of its bulk they were like all right we stole your bulk so how about better recovery more consistent recovery recover, <laughs> but for everyone <laughs> well, i think the other thing with it it's like oh yeah because it wasn't good in gen 8 because it just wasn't great in the dynamax like environment and it was like, you mean oh. when everything has twice the bulk and hits twice as hard? Yup. And you mean when <laughs> Calyrex Shadow was like astral barraging everything? Like try calcing two fifty two plus <laughs> choice specs astral barrage, and I, and, I don't know, and the um, wicked blows from Urshifu. Yeah, not I don't surprised. Know if you all follow uh, Smogon at all? 
I actually I, yes. all I actually I have I've I started watching a lot of singles content recently, guys. I might be brain rotted. Maybe brain broken. Hey, uh, yeah, give, I think it's over for me. Um, it's I, so I, I'm watching. I watched too much Freeze Eye and False Wife gaming recently. Okay, so yeah. I do like I do like False Wife stuff. Um, this stuff is very good. Someone's gotta be... put me put me in VGC jail because I, I I I cannot go to the singles crap again. No, I will. I was an I was an OU player at, at at first, and I can't go back, guys. I can't. You can't let me. You know so, that, the reason I bring this up, uh, Caloric Shadow actually got banned from Ubers. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Caloric Shadow got banned. It, it was in what, like, nineteen minutes? It, it, was, yeah. like, it was. It was. It was like it. It, it, it was within. A, it was within. A, it was within a couple hours at the very least. I think somebody. I think nineteen minutes. I believe. I, is I think correct. it was. I think it was like nineteen minutes. They suspect tested it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it, it was like, Terra huh, Ghost two fifty two plus choice specs Astral Barrage." Like, good luck. When, when you need to have Yveltal on every single team just to take, like, 80% from that, um, you know, and it's, it's probably... not even in the game, right? Like, it's it's not accessible yet? Not yet. I think I I, I, th- I think it is on at least on the OU, like, did it? I, no, I, I don't think wrong. it is. Right, I mean, I, not on, on Ubers. It might... Oh, my gosh. Carter, are you watching the game, man? I am. Are you seeing what's happening right now? Giants suck. I can't do it. Blocked field goal return. I I can't do it. That was crazy. What's up? Guess who has Dallas' defense playing against you this week? Ah, that's great, man. That's that's sick. (laughs) So good for exactly Uh, one of us. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Honestly, this week was chopped. Okay, from yeah, from the minute I lost list. Mark Andrews and Cooper Cup for week one, it was just like, all right, like this is this is what it is, man. <laughs> Wait, is yeah. So uh, for for those of you who don't know, we did a, a little bit lessons fantasy football league again. I think this is our second time doing the league, and uh, I'm not involved this season, unfortunately. Yeah. But... Oh no, this is the other league. I, I am. Know, right? Uh, yeah, we're in both those leagues. All, all I know is that uh, I'm not. It's okay, winning. Carter. You guys missed the field. It's goal. all right. Our kicker <laughs> is still atrocious. Are that was horrible. Me? That was one of the worst kicked footballs I've ever seen in my entire life. Please, for the love of all that is holy, can we get a decent kicker? That is was that literally one of the worst for? kicked footballs I've ever seen, and I literally watch Harry Maguire play on like a weekly basis. To all my. In, to all my soccer slash actual football fans, you know what I'm talking about. I watch Harry Maguire week after week. All right, that guy is literal buns. He kicks the ball like, like nobody's business, and that was somehow worse than that. <laughs> okay, I want to try to get this back was... on track. Um, oh, I'm the one who yourself. has to get back on Jay track. I'm, I'm, I'm the one. Uh, no, I'm saying we're, we're getting this. We're we're getting back on track. Alberto Laris team. Uh, I actually thought that th- this was actually, I think, the most um, – well, I, it is one of the most unique teams that we've seen in Regulation D because uh, King Gambit is not a Pokemon that we have seen a lot of. It kind of like felt like it fell off uh, once the home mons came in because a certain so- um, – fighting type got added back in a certain water bear says it doesn't care <laughs> literally i resist all. all your attacks have fun with that 
But uh, take these yeah. wet noodles and go home. Yeah, that's why you have the gastrodon next to it, right? But like that's the thing. True. It's like having the gastrodon as well, even though he's using the wrong form of gastrodon. I, I was getting ready to ask if we knew what version of gastro. They, they, was they I believe VR always puts like the exact the correct right? version. That is yeah. okay. Jay, so I'm, they're wrong. Got it. <laughs> pink, pink gastrodon supremacy. Uh, I'm team blue. That's good for you. I, I actually have no dog in this fight. I don't like Gastrodon. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I had it on my UDL4 team that I made it all the way to semis with. Blue all the way. Every game. No, pink, definitely. But as we're saying... Okay, do you know what? It, it depended on the vibe. That, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes you it, just it, have to have it, the right vibe. And it's, if, if I had a team that was a little bit extra pink that week, you throw the pink <laughs> one on there. If you're a little bit more blue, you know. Also, maybe I'm a little bit sadder, so I'm going to vibe with the blue one a little bit more that explains a lot not yeah. everything's <laughs> no. yeah, you doing okay buddy i'm i'm great man doing doing the best you're asking the wrong person if they're okay <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> listen it's been a week over here oh, man yeah it has been a week you're right you didn't just watch your kicker miss a extra point i mean i did earlier today you would think, after how atrocious it was last postseason, we would have fixed this, but no. So yeah, Albert. <laughs> okay, like, <it's> like, <laughs> Carl, we're sorry. Yeah, we are. I'm not. We're having fun. We are. Um, but one of the interesting things that like Alberto said, I think it was in his top eight um, interview, was that this was also the six that he did bring to Worlds. And um, interesting. And, okay. And initially, so he initially at Worlds he brought the uh, he brought the um, black glasses King Gambit that again was super super popular on the offensive teams um, of Regulation C, and he said he just never felt like he was clicking sword stance enough to actually get anything out of it. Um, and go through all the teams. The only team that doesn't have um, intimidate in the top eight is Ophamezzi's yep, in Ophamezzi's team and that team has three ghost types which again Alberto can just safely be clicking sucker punch and he'll be sucker uh, or kowtow yeah yeah just delete and them that like so like even against the one team that doesn't have the poke like have like the intimidate to get those like pro like the uh defiant procs it's the team that's triple ghost, which again, it's the King Gambit looks super, super good into. Um, and in another way, it doesn't just you don't need like intimidate to proc it. Uh, in his top again, in his top eight matchup against Andrew Ding in uh, game two, he switched the King Gambit in to a uh, Fluttermane Moonblast. The Fluttermane got the minus special attack on the Moonblast into the King Gambit, and now it's like. Andrew initially thought, oh, I got free damage on the King Gambit, and now it's, oh no, I just gave the King Gambit a free Swords Dance, and like, and also, like, he had the Arcanine in the back, so it just turned into a point where nothing's living a Sucker Punch. Like, um... I think the funny thing with, with Alberto's team, too, is that he's running two steals again. Yeah. Like, that's kind of been a little bit of his staple with uh, the Klefki Corviknight stuff. Yep. Um, also, when you said he was he uh, didn't change his team from Worlds, not incredibly surprised by that because Alberto is very much known for changing teams. 
because he's, he's, he definitely he, didn't play one team for the entirety of the season. <laughs> I actually do think he did change him up, but yeah, he pretty much played one team and just adapts. Um, and that is honestly a sign of a really good player to uh, know what know what you are comfortable with and to be able to make like those changes. I do know like there's people who they run a team for an event and they're like, nope, I'm done with it. I'm never going to run it again. And to have the confidence in your own team building to say, I don't, I can keep the same team. Am I going to play the same exact sets? Maybe not. But I know like this, the confidence to say, I know this six is good. And it is a really good six. I do believe that Gastrodon, um, Gastrodon is another one of those uh, Umbreon Theoremons where it always feels like it just comes up and we're like, does anything really beat Gastrodon? And in most formats, at the end of the day, yes. And even in this format, um, if you aren't terror, if you can't get your Gastrodon in proper position with the terror and stuff, uh, the Rillabooms that you see um, make the Gastrodon go bye-bye. Uh, and even like if you're running like an offense or like an Amoongus with like an offensive attack, whether it be like Leaf Storm or like Grass Knot. But outside of that, like it, it's a decent-ish Pokemon. It definitely it heavily depends on the pilot. Um, I also know like other players who ran Gastrodon. Um, I believe J uh, James Evans ran G uh, Gastrodon team. Uh, Joe ran Gastrodon as well. Uh, the two of them actually um, they played. I believe it was like round thirteen or round fourteen on stream, and it was a six-mon mirror with the Gastrodon, which was kind of cool. Um, so it's like a lot of these like higher end players, people that we've seen at the top tables during the Scarlet and Violet VGC era did like Astrodon. So maybe it's another mon where like when even more power is potentially added in regulation E, depending on how good these, the new Pokemon that we get are, um, maybe Gastrodon gets even better. Do we know what Terra type the Gastro was? Probably uh, fairy. Most of them are. If, yeah, let me check Alberto's Twitter and see if he. They, I just did. There was nothing. You well, you run the Terra Fairy because you just straight up wall the Urshifu Rapid Strike. Then, um, I was, just I can't was touch thinking you. either uh, fairy or poison. I know Terra Fire was also very popular as well. At points in twenty twenty three. There's there's just a lot less like um steel damage in the format. Um there's not a lot that hits fairy types, you know, besides like the heavy slams on the the iron hands which uh Gastrodon has has a pretty good matchup into. Um you know, you just don't terra in front of the iron hands. So um, uh my thought process behind poison is then uh you can have like sludge bomb and or like uh terra blast to be able to threaten opposing rillabooms, but then like you still have Earth power for like opposing heat trains, oh, so you're just, not really worried about that. You can just run. Ice they run. Beam. They just run ice beam. Yeah, I mean that's that's also very true. Right? Yeah, it's, so earth, it's, it's earth power, ice beam, yawn, protect most of them. And if it's uh, not protect, ter terra fairy. Yeah, and if it's not protect, it's recover. Um, yeah, I think like there might have been some icy winds instead mm -hmm. of ice beam as like an I've, option. I've seen that popping up here lately yeah. I've, I've seen my fair I could share also of see, I could also see like chilling water being like a good gastrodon move just as like lowering attack and just you know you get the stab water damage at the very least the the base power is terrible but the secondary effects good into Pokemon like Landorus and iron hands um but yeah um gastrodon's gastrodon's just a cool Pokemon I think in you know these high-powered formats because there are these extremely strong water types in them 
We have the Urshifu. We have the Kyogre in your GS Cup uh, formats. So it, uh, you know, creates nice synergy with like the Heatran and the Landorus, who are both weak to those water type attacks. And it uh, creates, you know, some tough uh, games for the Urshifu when you're lined up next to uh, King Gambit or the Flutter main, which, you know, when Gastron's on the field, the Urshifu can't touch. So. Jay, I'm just saying, you need to go ahead and just, like, write out the script for the Umbreon Theorem video and go ahead and record <laughs> that for us. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that could be another thing. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll uh, I'll start doing deep dives. I'm just kidding. Hell I don't yeah. have time for that. Please don't. Please, no, 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 you said it. Committed. You said it. You committed. Nope, I will ladder. You said it. You said it. I will do ladder. You committed. Oh, that's great. You also Go, Lamb, go! Go! <laughs> this episode's gonna be completely un- unwatchable. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know what's going on. Or okay. they're gonna know exactly what's going on and exactly what moment we're at. <laughs> I mean, like, all I have to say is... Thank God we waited to, <laughs> waited to record, because at least like you're like, oh, you're excited. I was not great. Um, do you guys Angelo think- was, he was vibing, but not always. <laughs> my team played earlier today, so I got all my emotions out. My we team- luckily <laughs> won. We won comfortably, but we were terrible in the process. So, uh, yeah. That wasn't the most fun. Lamar Jackson put up like seven points for me in two fantasy leagues. Amazing. <laughs> so the last two teams, I mean, it's really not a lot to talk about. I don't like there isn't a ton to talk about. One thing I will note: so Wolf's team has five of the same six as Jody's. The only difference is Wolf uses Waterfu, Jody uses the Crest, and I'm a little shocked because like Wolf is well known as like an overall defensive player. And the difference between, like, the Wolf team and the Jody team is that Wolf opted for a more offensive Pokemon in Urshifu. Maybe that just speaks to, like, the style, or at least what he expected from the format, where mm-hmm. he just felt like... I, I, to, to it, I do agree with it. There is a, There are a lot of one-hit KOs. I mean, we in this front, we've already talked about them. Um, the, the Specs, Chiyu... The the banded um, head smash from uh, from Hisuian Arc, like even like I've seen a few times where you'll people they'll like stomping tantrum into a protect to get that one fifty base power the next turn on a massive on a, with the Lando T with a massive attack, uh, whether it's scarf or banded and go off with that. Um, there's, there's just, like, a lot of one-hit KO potential. Um, even, like, water food, you're in, like, Terra Water, Mystic Water, um, Surging Strikes does a ton of damage into even, even Resisted Mons. Um, so maybe Wolf just made the executive decision that, like, the extra bulk honestly didn't do much, and he'd rather be able to take the KOs. Um, but it was just interesting to see, like, the dichotomy between those two, knowing the player that Wolf is. And again, like, Riley's team, it, it, Riley's team feels like a mix of, like, a lot of teams. It has that chalky feel, um, it does have a lot of, it has, really, four of the same six Mons, four this, yeah, four Mons, uh, with, uh, the world's winning team, the Waterfu, Iron Hands, Amoongus, Shempow, with, like, the Crest Heat Ram Backbone, like, I feel like it's just taking a lot of all the really good stuff from this entire meta 
and melding it together into a great team of six Pokemon that inevitably gave him his uh, his fifth uh, regional ramp. Wolf's team is also really unique because of his Fluttermane, and I think that's also why uh, he took a different uh, approach with the Urshifu over the Cresselia. Uh, Wolf's Fluttermane is actually booster speed with Moonblast, Icy Wind, and uh, Energy Ball with a Terra Grass. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it has like that speed control with Icy Wind for um, his, his mid-speed options like the Urshifu, the Landorus, the Chiyu. Uh, while also being able to do that gigantic burst damage with the uh, moon blast and also being able to pick up KOs into a lot of these strong uh, water type Pokemon, um, you know, getting a decent neutral damage with like the Terra Grass energy ball into uh, Landorus. Um, you know, given the Terra, it's probably, um, you know, around the same uh, base power of uh, moon blast. I could be wrong. Uh, I think it's like probably five five damage difference because I think it's ninety base power on the energy ball, but yeah, also the Terra Grass right. gives you that uh it gives you that immunity to the Amoongus Spore, which uh, came up really clutch in one of Wolf's uh top eight or top four uh, uh, top four games. Um, he Terra Grass to ignore a Spore, and it allowed him to really pick up a lot of momentum towards the end. I think it was it might have been his matchup against um Jody. It might have been it might have been when they played uh that could have been yesterday and day in day one though um but it was it was a cool it's a cool set uh for Fluttermane. i i'm not a huge fan of booster speed uh just because i feel like you're really missing a lot of that damage output but that uh the the unique support and offensive skill set that it brings is uh really really cool so i actually i have experience with like a terra grass booster speed the initial hirofumi team was uh, the flutter on that team was Booster Speed, Terra Grasp, Calm Mind. Um, very fun set. Again, it was people change. I know Andrew Ding ran uh, a Specs Flutter instead, so like, the flutters were different. Um, but the Terra Grasp Flutter is actually like really, really good, especially not even just with the Amoongus, but it really makes um, Urshifu a lot more manageable, even if you aren't carrying grass coverage. Mm -hmm. um, but to have that plus the energy ball that's like amazing Urshifu 8 just in general um, as for the booster speed I think we're even seeing it with uh, Iron Hands so it gets to a point there's like two types of creeps that we see uh, two types of like stat creeps let me, let me mm -hmm. rephrase that there's multiple kind of oh, not into that. two types of stat creeps we will see as a VGC format developed <laughs> Um, the first is, of course, like the bulk creep as a format goes on. It feels like everything just gets bulkier. The offense, like the format starts more hyper offense and will always towards the end lean more towards like, a bulkier team. And we are seeing it here. The teams that we see in this top eight are overall bulkier teams than the teams that we saw in the top eight of worlds. And the second sort of stat creep we see is always the speed creep. Even like with um, Iron Hands, uh, one of my uh, people I built teams with, uh, Mia, we um, featured one of her teams on the, I believe it was like on like the Goodbye Galler series. I believe we played one of the her teams that Spack and I built with her. Um, and she was commenting today, she's like, 
why does the average iron hands like have 148 like speed invest right now and it's because you're always trying to be like creep like eight points higher or like like throwing eight points so you can be one point higher than the other iron hands and then that becomes a standard and you throw in one more and with the flutter mains it's gotten to the point where like everyone was has like these very like not not slow but like slower flutters and as it came on it's like well i want my flutter out to be their flutter so you throw another point then you throw in another point then you throw in timid now it's like that timid boost actually your speed. something um that was actually something I did recently. Uh, Dad was running his, you know, player draft, not, you know, the, like, his preseason the last couple weeks. Um, and for week one, I played a Fluttermane set that I, uh, Carl sent me the team. He's like, the only thing I would change is just, like, changing up the uh, Fluttermane EVs. So I just went to Peakalytics, took the top-rated, you know, Fluttermane EVs, which is uh, Timid 212, 132, 36, 4, 124. I'm like, all right. Uh, I'm going to make that exactly one point faster than that. Yep. And just, the Incineroar you know, theorem. Oh my gosh, it's too many. This is something that my opponent is also running. I am going to win the speed time. And then, of course, my opponent wasn't playing Flutter, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, I think like yeah, that's, I, 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 it felt bad because uh, Carl was originally playing Modest, and instead I went to Timid. So I'm like, oh... I, I lost out on uh, all that extra damage because I was playing Booster Timid. The thing I find most interesting about Wolf's Flutter set is the dropping of Shadow Ball. Because I feel like you really miss out into a lot of these top meta Pokemon. Like, you're not Shadow hitting Ball that Cresselia super so effective. Much, you, yeah. get, you get completely walled by Heatran. Um, you know, you get walled by Amoongus besides you know the icy wind but that's also extremely low base power and spread um that that uh shadow ball damage i think is extremely important and it creates that really uh difficult offensive pairing of two stabs that you just can't get away from uh when you terra and i'm you know i watched a little bit of the uh the finals i watched through it i'm wondering if dropping shadow ball may have been a you know, a crucial uh, part of that finals. Obviously, you know, dropping it got him all the way up to second place, and it's a fantastic set. But having that Cresselia and that Heatran on the other team, and then Amoongus, you know, that impact of that ghost type damage could have been really important in that uh in that final set. So I think that, I think that was a really interesting call on his part. I think it's like one of those things where Wolf is Wolf, and. He, you know, is considered yeah. the best player of all time for a reason. Yeah, so it's it's maybe like skill diff. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it, I, it's literally player diff. I, I <laughs> but I I think that the set is actually really good in theory. It's just you do lose to a lot of these really strong counters to it to begin with. Like that shadow ball damage is very important for dealing with the Heatran, and it's very important for dealing with the Amoongus. So. Um, yeah, Carter's defense is just putting me in the in the fantasy oh, uh, coffin here. Man, um, that was awesome. But yeah, <laughs> Wolf's team was awesome. We see the uh, the Chiyu Fluttermane coming back. I believe Wolf had the uh, clear amulet Lando, which was really cool. That um, is really cool. Really good. I was a big mirror. fan of the of the choice scarf, but it was a really good uh, mirror uh, ch choice scarf option because you could do the intimidate cycling. I'm, I believe his still had the U turn on it. I think it was stopping tantrum, U turn, and terror blast. Um, I, so you could I, still I like do the in the intimidate cycling, but also mm -hmm. have the protect option, 
and the ability to block from other Intimidate Cyclers. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool uh, and unique. Yeah, it's weird with like Lando in general, where sometimes it does feel like a Terror Hog, especially if you're trying to get that flat, like Terror Flying Terror Blast. But like, mm-hmm. it's also like it just does so much that you kind of want to. It, it's a hog in the sense, but it's like, oh, I want to do this, and because like I get so much out of it, even in the mirror, in like in like the Lando mirror, uh, you be like, because I know the other common uh, terror type for Lando this weekend. Uh, defensively, defensively was Terra Water, and you just don't get as much out of that. I believe. Well, I mean, you get a lot out of it defensively, but that double stab Terra Flying is—it's absolutely insane. But we saw it a lot with Dragonite, and well, Lando has Lando T has a higher attack stat than Dragonite, so why wouldn't you do it there as well? Yeah, the Terra Flying Terra Blast is really strong. Um... And, yeah, it, it one-shots the Flutter mains. It's really good into the Amoongus. Everybody who was praying on Lando T's downfall uh, got proven wrong. And that was that was me included. I didn't know how good it was going to be in uh, in this format. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, at the, you know looking, looking back at the beginning of the format, uh, Lando T was kind of nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I so also like, just didn't know that it got a stomping tantrum for a little while. I thought it would have to run its stab earthquake. As per usual, um, which isn't fun when you can't Dynamax to Max Quake. Didn't it have? Um, am I am I making things up, or didn't it have a high, high horsepower in Jenny? Uh, it definitely didn't have knows. high horsepower. I think you ran Earthquake for the boosted uh, Max Quake damage. Definitely, I, I I definitely don't think it had high horsepower. Uh, it might have gotten Stomping Tantrum, but the uh, base power was like a hundred on the Max Quake instead of the one twenty. I'm I'm pulling up just to just to cover all of our bases. Uh, we have earthquake and like bulldoze, sand tomb. No, it did not get I... mud shot bulldoze. Yeah, it did not. Yeah. I am going crazy. Did then. it get stomping tantrum in in Jenny? Uh, uh, yes. No. So that's a new one for this this gen too. No. Uh... So yeah, I did. I didn't know it got. I didn't know it got it. Um, but it has speed control and mudshot, so you know just and bulldoze, the... which I'm I'm surprised that like the choice scarf sets haven't been running that. I know you want the rock slide for the extra damage, but like bulldoze speed control is really really good. Um, especially when you put like a, a an immune Pokemon next to it who like heals. You know, from maybe it like people. a a certain worm, maybe. Guys, I promise I don't just reference the worm every episode. It's gonna be no, just Jay, Jay, Jay. It's okay. We're we're brewing. We're we're getting in the kitchen. We are the brewing. Kitchen. We're cooking real quick. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> or you could put it next to like Cresselia, which actually does have like a solid speed stat. But I think it's also just because true. of tail tailwind stuff, and you have the the genies of healthy meta, uh, everywhere, and um, and opposing landers and you know opposing yeah. Cresselias and. <laughs> You know, all, and a lot these, of trick all these crowd immune Pokemon and, running around. Yeah. I do think that Bulldoze is, is an extremely cool tech move though. Um that maybe the choice scarf at some point might see. Um maybe you want the, the spread ground damage. I don't know. Just bring saying, back, if you, bring back if Ting you Lu. need a new partner for the worm. 
when reg when reg d came out everybody was asking me because it was right after hartford like what's what's the reg d sauce for the worm like do you put landers next to it do you put Arcelona next to it you you like can't because orthworm's defense is fine it's it's really really good it's special defense is trash you need like the ting lu you know you need you need to not die from shadow ball you need to not take 75 percent from shadow ball to 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 do the worm stuff correctly so like i feel like i mean i might be i might be wrong now i might i, I think i have a different opinion now i think it's still good but i also just don't think that the worm it has a place right now it's just you're gonna get crit by your shifu anyway so you might as well just run like the if you're gonna do the iron defense body press stuff just do the shell armor gudra just make it better <laughs> rest in peace worm praying on its downfall man <laughs> maybe he'll come back yeah maybe i love the worm it's so funny <laughs> it won our uh it won udl this season which was really cool it was on a talon chomp team interesting uh, yeah which was which was crazy um beat me in in semis thought that was really cool um but yeah i i think that the the format I mean, for do we do we get another regional after this with a uh, reg D? We uh, get one Peoria more, right? Is reg E? Yeah, Peoria's reg. Okay, yeah, so, so this is this is I'm it. I'm trying to this see is this is uh, for is there nothing? Ameri- I'm trying to see. Uh, let me pull up even in like the, Europe or anything. Uh, oh, Jay, you're asking you're asking questions. Yeah, I know. Cause, I mean, I feel like if this was the only reg D one, that like. Like we had worlds and one regionals, like that really stinks. So, I, mean, I think this format's really cool. So for the U.S., this is our last uh, regulation D event. Um, what about uh, elsewhere? So there is one. There is a Latin, Latin American America regional in September twenty third and twenty fourth. Yep, September twenty third, twenty fourth. We at least get one more. Yep, it is in uh. I can't read. Uh, you know, I'm gonna butcher that. It's in Brazil. I I know my limitations. I was a solid. Is that Sao Paulo? <laughs> is that a, a, is that the Sao Paulo regional? No, I could pronounce that. Or is it that. somewhere it's else a, this it's year? It's Brazil. It's a Curitiba, Curitiba. Um, I apologize oh. to any of our Brazilian listeners. Um, yeah. my my bad. I will learn to be better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's only like th- overall only three events, and also no. Low, like no locals um for this yeah. regulation it is a little sad it does make it feel like a wasted format because it really is like a super fun format on the other end maybe there's going to be a way with the dlc they start that we haven't seen or don't know of that allows people to like get some of these pokemon and i'm praying for a ban list I don't think we're going to get a DLC say, ban list. I don't think we're getting a ban list. It I mean Reg when F. uh when they when series 6 dropped it was literally right after the DLC. So it was it's like it, well, it, it, it lines was, up. It was actually right after the DLC format right cuz Reg 5 was a DLC format. So it was mm-hmm. the, it was the format after and it was in line. between the two DLCs. Yeah, it was in between the two DLCs which oh, we're no. going to get here because the next DLC is coming out in Probably January, right? That would be like uh, I think December, so. January. It's going to be December, I think, because yeah, our regulation. I think it'll be next year. Regulation E. Well, it looks like right. Unless if if it is, I'm next, just saying if if they run it if 
the next DLC comes out in like February, then we can get a short format of like January, February. That's a ban list. list. Jay and I are, <laughs> yeah, Jay and I are sharing that brain cell right Bring now. Bring the Orthworm back. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the, re- the main reason why I don't think it's a ban list format when people went and said it's like, oh, it's like there's like Pokemon that won't be um, like allowed. They use that same exact diction when in for the previous restricted, announcements, right? just for the restricted. I think really my only question um, for like the ban list for regulation E is if Ogre Ponds will be legal or not on launch. Um, to be quite honest, I think it is going to be. Um, but again, that's like that would be like the only question mark. Uh, the other like that new like trio of Pokemon are definitely going to be legal. Um, Diplin's definitely going to be legal. Uh, so like those are the those are the mons where I'm like that's like my question. Like it's just Ogre Ponds like the only one I have a question with. Like I know some people are asking for like regulation A plus DLC and that's just not happening. Or even like Reg C plus DLC and it's like they added these home Pokemon. Um, they're here to stay. And I think Or and hear us out, hear me out, Angelo. They're not fun to play with, I don't want to play with them. That's a you problem. I think these are great Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but more so it's like Maybe the DLC makes it so that we can actually get these Pokemon. In, I, I in am like, really hoping that's yeah. the case. Because I think I'm that hoping you don't have to spend you know five hundred dollars to build the world's team, right? Yeah. But like that's the thing. Like like looking at this team or looking at this format, I really enjoyed this format. Um, my only issue is the fact that like we all get all the games, but even you, like I don't think Carter, did you even finish Arceus? No. Yeah. And I know you're not the only VGC player who didn't finish that game. And there again, I I never even made it through the uh, the first like section. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, but it's not like like we played the games. We I know like all of us like we got all the games. So it was like a bit of a pain to you know get all the moving parts together. But like we had these mons. Um, but for the kid who just started playing Pokemon and this is their first game, and they want to play competitive Pokemon, and to go and, like, have their, ask their parents, like, oh, I need all these other games, and I need you to spend, like, just buying the games, like, another, like, $150 for me to play more video games just to, like, get these, like, three or four extra Pokemon. I don't think that's, that's just, it's just not good for the, like, like, the game itself. Um, That would be, like, my only, like, as we close out Regulation D, my only, like, thought thought on why it wasn't, it couldn't have been, like, an even better format was um, just accessibility. I, I, and I think, I think that is something that uh, if the Pokemon company cares about the, the health of their game and the health of their formats, that is something they need to address moving forward. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's completely reasonable to expect a, a player to have every Pokemon game ever to be able to play a format. Yeah. And, and I do know and, that... And obviously, the argument there is, well, you're in the community, you know enough people you can get access to anything. Which I do agree. Like, that is a fair argument. Some people don't like that argument. Like, some people don't want that. Well, it's not even that. They don't know where it came from, and I understand that. Yeah, and it's also just the fact that, like, before Worlds, they were like, hey, don't trade for Pokemon. 
Now, I did hear from a judge, or, like, from a friend of a judge, that um, the hack check at Pittsburgh was not the same world's hack check, and that hack check was, it was like, like Japan-specific. So, I do believe that, like, if, if you are someone who um, enjoys magic reading their mons, um, you're safe, or at least safer. Uh, as, as a community, we do have to say, it's like, we don't care where you get your mons, just understand that in official events, if you are caught, there sadly are consequences. Um, but, like, that, what, that it seemed to be, like, what happened at Worlds was a one-time scenario because it was in Japan. And the extra laws that Japan has about, like, uh, modifying game cartridges and safety. Big agree. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. Anyone else got anything they want to talk about before I go pop off on the Cowboys again? Uh, do you want to like just give like a last minute like prediction on or like like what we're looking forward to most for the DLC comes out Tuesday night for us? Oh, oh, I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah, so it's um... like I knew I knew it was this week, but like. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, so the DLC. Uh, let me get pull up on Surabi and that, the exact like time thing. Uh, so the DLC. It was announced a few days ago. Uh, that it that the patch it will release as a patch the morning of September thirteenth in Japan. Um. So what people are saying it's like it's going to patch in around the same time as. Like when we would get our uh, updates to the terror raids, so whatever time like you expect to get your terror raids at. So I so for those of you who live uh, on the east coast in the United States, it's like seven eight o'clock p.m. on Tuesday. That's when you can expect it. So like Carter for you will be like six or seven. Um, again for our European listeners, it'll be middle of the night. For our um, Oceania listeners uh, or Asian or like Eastern Asian listeners, it's going to be pretty much like that Wednesday morning. But for those of you in the United States, you're actually going to get this Tuesday night. It seems. Um, I'm most looking forward to Mochi and specifically the stack clearing Mochi, and um, I'm just hoping it's such a big deal. I'm just it really it is. is. I'm hoping that the other Mochis, the other stat Mochis, can help with um, EV training even more. One of the other things that came out in a Japanese um, interview or something, or like game review, that the same mini game that you do to get Mochi, you can also do to get Terra Shards. They didn't say how many. Oh, that that yeah. in and of itself is a huge deal too. They didn't say how many shards you're getting, but if it's like if you can play a mini game for like ten minutes to get fifty Terra Shards, that is significantly better than like waiting for Blissey raid events. And having can to like, I, time can I pull out the the old dongle and have it run things for me? Um, is that, that going to be an option? I wish. Man, didn't didn't they make didn't they hide the uh, the scarlet and violet dongle update behind a paywall? Behind a paywall, yeah. just not worth it. Long, there's a, there's long, a reason I haven't you know done anything related to this game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Long live the dongle. So yeah, that, that pretty much that's what I'm looking forward to: mochi and potentially getting shards easier. Oh, and Mammo Swine's coming, so I'm going to get my baby boy. Yeah, but, like, it's bad, so who cares? (laughs) 
Jay, you got anything, bud? Surprises. I'm hoping for uh, Paradox Ente to look like a Triceratops. I think that's going to be that's DLC That's going to be the too. next DLC, though, right? Mm, yeah, that's definitely Raiku, DLC Raiku too. is the Indico disc, I mean... Yeah, so Ente's going to be a DLC. I don't know. It feels a little empty if they're not dropping it they're not dropping the other one in the in the teal mask if they drop it in the teal mask i will send you whatever gift you want uh within 25 dollars anything i want up to 25 dollars yeah that's an open that's an open agreement to everyone listening too you didn't specify. So. I said that to Jay. Okay, Jay. That's that well, is no, no. That's specifically I Jay. I didn't hear that. That is specifically Jay. <laughs> All right, Carter. What Carter, do you what do you, what, want? What, what do you want in in the DLC? The Cowboys winning doesn't count. Um, I don't know, man. Um, you know, I haven't played Sword and Shield. I mean, uh, Scarlet and Violet. And, um, who knows how long at this point? So, like, you know. Something engaging to bring me back into the game would be cool. <laughs> well, uh, having new content, and and that is maybe something we should talk about as well. I know Carter made the announcement, but um, we are going to try. I know the, the YouTube channel has pretty much been where we've been posting the podcast. Pretty pretty quiet here lately, and we're gonna we're gonna try to revitalize it. So yeah, we're we're going to do some fun um, things. It's not just going to be Carter and Carl. Um, with Carl in the executive producer, you might see. Uh, Jay, who is a uh, veteran streamer, and uh, I just got a capture card, so you might see some rogue content. Which, you know, if and when stuff happens, it'll happen. Uh, yeah. Stuff to look forward to, folks. So, yeah. Um, I think that's going to be it this week. Who wants to, who wants to do the outro? Uh, I told you. I'm not doing it this week. <laughs> nope, you <laughs> nope, are. Nope, definitely you. We don't know it. Wait, wait, wait. Noses, everyone. Oh god, Jay, it's you. No, Jay, you were last. You gotta right. do it. We're Thank sorry, you all so Carl. much for watching. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Check out the Twitter at LR Lessons. Ro runs that thing. Uh, make sure you like. Uh, go go to the Patreon. We got we got Patreon tiers. We got Discord subscriptions. We got uh, my Twitter, my Discord, Rose Discord, Rose Rose Twitter, Carter's Twitter, Carter's Discord. <laughs> Go follow us up and give us all the vibes over on that on those systems. <laughs> you know, that wasn't terrible. <laughs> uh, well, we have everything linked down below. Uh, do want to give a shout out to our ten dollar and up patrons, uh, including Johnny Bravo Senior, Papa Swish, and uh, Smeargle over on Discord as well, and. You know, I'm leaving it as as such. I think it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we're also on Blue Sky, um, or at least I am at Rose Tinted Cheeks, uh, and I post the videos there as well. If you want to uh, avoid, oh, the I actually didn't state. know that because I'm not on Blue Sky, so I don't know anything about it. Do you want? I literally don't know what that is. It, 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 it's a Twitter it's clone. Twitter made by Twitter. Ah, yeah. I see. <laughs> it's invite only Twitter. I was going to say ah. I have like invite codes, so like off, like offline, if you guys want them, like feel free. Yeah, sure, who knows? We'll figure it out. So, <laughs> I think that's it. I think we're out of here. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, until next week, have a good one. Peace.